0: whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hey everyone out there. Uh, this is James DeBrie from the Dream Theater. And it's my pleasure to be hanging out with you today. Hi.
1: Hi. It's so nice to hear you.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you.
1: How has your day been so far? Um,
0: okay. I mean, it's just, uh, it's only uh, just after nine o'clock, so.
1: Nine a.m. Uh, in the morning.
0: Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, well, I will get up in the morning and then do a bit of a workout and then and then get on with my day. But nice. yeah, it's it's rainy though. It's, it's kind of ugly outside. So, it's oh. raining and stuff like that. So Where are you at the I'm moment? Sure. Well, I'm uh, just around Toronto, Canada. So, I'm just north of Toronto.
1: Oh, nice. Well, that well, thank you mm-hmm. so much for taking time
0: No problem. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Well, first of Mm -hmm. all, congrats to your new record that you released in February this year. Um, It's your 14th album, um, and it's called Distance Over Time. It's the first record that Mm -hmm. is number one in the German charts, actually. So congrats to that.
0: Well, thank you so much. I mean, that was incredible. I mean, we've always had a great relationship with Germany since we started coming over there in, in 92, which is still hard to believe. You know, it's been 27 years. But yeah, you know, I it's to be this far into your career and be releasing like you said the 14th album and then uh hit the number one mark is it's a it's a great uh, nod to that, you know, to each and every one of us in the band that we're still relevant and uh yeah, it's still just going a, strong. A great a great situation. Yeah.
1: And you recorded it last summer in
0: in New York? Yeah, so it's a it's a little town uh in upstate New York and we rented, uh, this place called like the Yonder Barn. Yeah. It's just a a, a little, it's on a property. Maybe there's five acres of land and, um, there's a little farmhouse there. And then this big barn that has been renovated into, uh, a beautiful, uh, studio like room, Uh, you know, like 30 foot ceilings and all wood inside, beautiful wood. And, um, so it just, uh, it was it was a different experience it was like going to summer camp you know for us and living together and then writing and uh, and recording there so it was uh, definitely turning things around a bit but i think it it gave the album a much more organic feel and and direction to a certain degree.
1: Sounds amazing. It really worked out, you know. So I was really interested, like, what's what's so different for you um, when you recorded this uh, this new record this time? Like, what's different um, compared to the former albums, maybe?
0: Yeah, well, I think, you know, when you're sitting, you're all sitting in a room together, spontaneity becomes a big part of the equation. So, you know, uh, if somebody starts digging into a groove or, or, uh, you know, a quarter progression or whatever, um, it can be immediate that someone else reacts to it. Instead of, you know, you're sitting at home, you put some ideas together, you send it out to the guys, and they they hear it, they have time to reflect on it, they come back to it, they start putting ideas around it, or, you know, they, they chime in in some way. This, this was more like we're, we're right there, and the communication was immediate for the most part, but I mean, when we broke it down, there was actually, it was 17 days of writing Mm -hmm. um, that actually put the album together. So, you know, it's kind of like old school, it's like what you used to read about Led Zeppelin and and Queen and and Pink Floyd and, you know, Deep Purple and, and, you know, these bands getting together and writing an album in two, three weeks and and recording as well. So I I think that this really opened the door for um, it being a lot more immediate with with the, the response, like I said, you know, it was very spontaneous. And at the same time, I mean, you still, because our days were long. I mean, we would, we would start in the studio around, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon, and then we'd go uh, anywhere up till, you know, 11 p.m. at night, uh, 11 or, or midnight. You know, we took breaks throughout the day, obviously. And, but I, I also think that because of the long days, being together and that, it just created a very uh, prolific type situation and experience.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. Uh, which is your favorite song? from from the new album
0: well it, it changes from day to day week to week <laughs> yeah well <We're>, yeah <laughs> You know, I, I would say right now, signal to noise is probably right now my favorite. Um, if you'd asked me last week, it probably would have been at which end. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and why? But
0: yeah, no, signal to noise. I, I, you know, I was just, um, and it's not like I'm listening to the album a lot. I mean, obviously, you know, when you when you're playing these songs out live, and when you're you're playing anything that's screen theater. Um, I've always said, you know, really the last thing you're listening to is your own band. Um, you, you're listening to other music, or you're not listening to anything at all. You're just chatting out. But yeah, at this point, signal to noise, which you know, it was really cool. Like there's a, there's an interesting story there. Okay. And so when we first came into the to the studio, John Mayan was playing this riff, and we were like, wow, that's a really cool riff. And it was something that we slightly fed off of the first day. You know, just like, oh, yeah, that's a really cool riff. Let's see what we can do with that. And then, for whatever reason, we jumped into another idea. And another idea that spawned from that created another song. So long story short, it wasn't until the very last song that was written on the album that we came back to that original riff that John Mayan was playing, and it created Signal to Noise.
1: So, Signal to oh, Noise was, was then the, the very last one it was written, Is that right? Yeah.
0: Whereas we thought, you know, the way that it started, the, the session started. out, we thought that maybe this riff was going to be the the beginning of the first song, you know, of the album, so or the, the first song that resulted from getting together. But uh, yeah, it was pretty funny, you know. Was this? <laughs> it yeah. It ended up being the last one.
1: It's so interesting yeah. if like you said like it it start maybe you you think it starts off completely different, and in the end, yeah, it turns out to be something completely mm-hmm. different as well, but would you think this yeah. would be the the most difficult song that you wrote on this new album then?
0: No, I I don't think so. Um, probably, oh God, I, I can't even really answer that. Which one would have been the most difficult? Because uh, like I said, I think it was because we were all together, even if we did run into a little bit of a hiccup with a park or whatever, it was massaged and worked out in a relatively short time. So um, no, I, I I can't really say which one would have been the most difficult. I don't remember any of us. Looking each, at each other and going, "Oh my God!" You know, yeah. How so, do we get around this? So yeah,
1: and all all peaceful when you were writing.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, we've been together for almost thirty years. Yeah, um, and um, you know, any of the growing pains or misunderstandings, I think, uh, you know, have been worked out throughout the years. And uh, not to say that there can't be some, some intense moments where somebody's passionate about this idea or that idea, because when you're working in a creative environment, I mean, it stands true that, you know, there can be some intense moments because everyone's very passionate about what they do. But I think because we've been working together so long together, it's just that it, it seems to be uh, almost an unspoken language where things seem to be pretty much seamless, and they come together relatively smoothly. Yeah,
1: sounds really good. Sounds really nice as well. And <laughs> I hear you talking yeah. about like how you how you work together. It's really inspiring. And um, the best of that that whole thing is that you are coming back with uh, all the new songs, uh, the new album Distance Over Time. You're coming back on tour. It uh, just got announced, and you will be here, especially in in Germany in January and February. So I can't I can't wait till I see you. Um, are you excited to come no, back that, to Europe?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Europe has been amazing for us. We keep talking about all these years that have gone by, but and when we first came to Europe, actually Germany was a huge, huge reception for us uh, when we first got over there. And, um, you know, it, it was all new to us. We had never been over. So um, it was it was quite exciting. And I think throughout the years, you know, Germany has always been a real strong market for us to go into because we have so many fans there. And mm. that stands true for pretty much anywhere that we go in Europe. Um, we're very fortunate, um, you know, whether we're, you know, um, in France, Spain, Portugal, Sweden, Norway, and, and so on and so forth, the UK. And it's it's just all been you know, such a great ride for us. And, and I think the other part of that is that we, we don't take it for granted. When we go over there, we're not only having a great time interacting with our fans, but we realize just how fortunate we are we to, to be able to do things on the level that we're doing and to have done it for so long.
1: Yeah, and we we really appreciate like that you are coming back.
0: Great. that's great. Hopefully, I'll never hear the day. Oh, you're coming again? Why?
1: <laughs> no, no, we're really excited yeah, that you're coming right? back, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're you're on tour uh, for the U.S. and fall, and in December, then also South America. How are these shows then different mm-hmm. um, to European or German shows?
0: Um, I think for the most part, the shows it's similar in experience, but. For some crowds um, that we're playing for, like or or some audiences or fans, um, some might be a little more animated. um, Some might be more vocal, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the show. So it it really, it really depends. But I mean, with with, uh, I mean, because we're doing this interview and you're from Germany, and that I mean, with Germany, it's kind of a mixture. I guess it really depends on where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, I find like Berlin. When we play Berlin, the crowds are more subdued. They're more laid back, not as vocal. Mm-hmm. Whereas we play Makes somewhere sense. like Munich, or yeah, yeah, or, or Munich, it, it, they're more um, animated and um, and vocal. So it's it's really interesting. And with with South America, for instance, they're really really vocal, like just screaming at the top of the lungs and singing every word and, and, and going That's amazing. Uh, crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, And then when we're over in Asia and that, uh, when we go through Japan and stuff like that, or Korea or, or several of the markets over there, they seem to be more, it, it, it's kind of, it's a bizarre experience, but they're very attentive going through the songs. And then at the end of the songs, they erupt into a bit, cheer or clap or, or you know, okay. being vocal at that particular moment, then they get quiet again uh, during the next song. So it's 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 very uh, jarring in some sense, like extremely dynamic. Yeah, it's very really
1: interesting. The mm-hmm. different reactions. Would you say the Mosh Pits are uh, heavier in Germany?
0: Oh yeah, you yeah, know, there's there's a lot of heavy metalers in Germany <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> know, uh, we still we still get some of the Mosh Pits here and there not as uh as much as we used to and i don't know if that's because our you know our audience are now like they're in there well still when we look out our audience can be anywhere the demographic from 15 year olds to 60 year olds so i don't know if it's maybe it's got something to do with the music that we're playing but whenever we hit into you know our heavier pieces all of a sudden we start getting you know the if if the environment can handle it, we start getting a little bit of the mosh pits here and there. But yeah, it's it's a little bizarre to me, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm up on stage, and, and you know, I'm singing, and I'm looking out, and these these people are crashing into one another and knocking the shit out of each other to a certain degree. And it's just to me, it's like uh, I'm glad I'm up here and not down there. You are <laughs> so not you're not, Go, you're not joining
1: the mosh pit and on the next tour.
0: No, 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 no thank you. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's too bad.
0: No, No. I'll I'll look and and enjoy the view from where I am. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's definitely safer there, probably.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
1: And for your 25th anniversary, for your second record, for Images and Words, (coughs) you played the whole record live. Um, I think that was in 2017. So now there's the 20 years of uh, Scenes from a Memory. Do you combine this um, on stage with, with your new album? Do we get to, to hear the yeah. the album in full as well? Yes,
0: absolutely. So, you know, it's an evening wet, so you are almost spending three hours with us on that evening that we're playing. So the way we work it out is the first set are songs from the new album, This is Over Time, and then various songs from other... Uh, CDs from our discography so you know earlier songs and earlier albums we play some songs from there and then we take an intermission okay. about 20 minutes and then we go back out and the whole second set is we're playing scenes from a memory from beginning to end and then we and then we'll end the night with an encore too as well but it's just we're celebrating and paying homage to scenes from a memory which um, across the board has been a, a fan favorite. So it's real, you know, it's very exciting because, it, you know, in playing that album, we just see the the whole energy in the room is absolutely phenomenal. It's it's just amazing.
1: Amazing. Oh, it sounds great, but it's a really long set list for you guys.
0: Oh, yeah. Like it's, uh, but, you know, it, it, to some degree, and, you know, we've said this to each other, is, yeah, it, it takes more from us because you're playing almost three hours a night. And so it, it's more demanding on us. But at the same time, you know, it's it's us in charge from the beginning to the end of, of the evening. Not to say we don't like it when when we've had bands opening up for us because, you know, there's a lot of great and talented bands out there and a lot of great music. But I think, you know, um, not only is the band a more sweet spot when we're it's an evening with because it's us playing for good amount of time, but I think it's also the way that our fans, for the most part, want to see us. You know, they want to see, you know, and because of the nature of our songs and our music, our pieces tend to be a bit longer, so it only makes sense that if we give ourselves more time that we can touch upon representing more of who and what we are, the eclectic reality of the kind of music that we represent.
1: Yeah, I see. And uh, what are you mm-hmm. most excited for then for this next tour, personally?
0: Uh, you know, I, I'm excited when we're playing new material. I think that stands true for the rest of them. We we love playing the new material. We love going back playing uh, material from previous albums. And and definitely, yeah, the highlight of the evening is you know the, the fact that we're celebrating scenes from the memory and and um, and playing that from beginning to end, which we haven't done for quite some time. So you know, there's there's it's a very very dynamic ride um, uh, throughout the evening. So I think you know, like a lot of people ask us that. You know, what's what's your favorite part of touring? Well, it's definitely being on stage. Mm. Uh, the other, all the other parts of it grow old. You know, the traveling and getting on a plane or going from city to city on the tour bus and checking into hotels, and in and out of hotels. Like I mean, that part the novelty wore off after the first (laughs) World Tour, you know? So it all comes down to, for us, it all comes down to the show. It all comes down to being on stage, interacting with our fans, playing the music, and, and having a great time.
1: Really nicely said. I'm so happy when I hear that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, something that I was wondering for quite a while. So, I mean, you are, you know quite long in that business already and you're known as as one of the like pioneer bands in progressive metal how do you actually deal with that when you hear people say this about you guys
0: well i mean it's it's very flattering and it, and it's it's a, it's a compliment there's no doubt about it i guess what's funny nowadays is to see these young bands coming up to us and going yeah you know i started listening to you when i was in grade 7 <laughs> and we're going uh huh okay <laughs> All right, so we have been around for a while you know, so it's it's interesting and um you know you, you see these guys and you hear them and you know they're dedicated to their craft or their music and that, but the fact that they started listening to us you know uh quite some time ago you know and they and they show it by saying how old they were or what grade they were in and that that that's interesting that to us, you know, because I remember when we first started out, you know and we'd be going out and um touring with let's say you know uh, plant and page, and we were out with them uh, on tour, you know, going up and talking to them and telling them you know how much of an influence they were, or when we were out with deep purple or yes, and saying the same thing, you know it's kind of like all all of a sudden the tables have turned and were the ones being told by the young bands you know like what influence we've had on them so it, it's it's interesting it's very interesting in that in that respect
1: it's really cool Um are there any mm-hmm. any bands any personal recommendation that you say oh actually these young guys they are going to be huge like your personal favorite well band? i
0: mean you know i've always loved uh like periphery and uh animal in me and then um
1: you bring them on tour thanks, maybe thanks someday. Sure. Someday.
0: Well, In Flames, you know, In Flames have always been into. Yeah. And um, Their latest album was amazing, and um, or is amazing, I should say. I'm sure they're out touring. Actually, we did a couple shows with them on when we were out on the festival tour this summer, which was a great time. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much. Well, yeah. Okay, then
0: you're welcome. Thank you.
1: Have an amazing day, and uh, yeah, see you soon. See you in February.
0: <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.